Hey there, and welcome back to the Virtual Cafe for another coffee combo about business finances. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb, and I am joined by Kim White. We invite you to join us at our table with your favourite brew. Let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go. It's coffee time. So, Kim, when was the last time you went on a date with your husband? Oh, this weekend, Kerry. Oh, you're doing better than me. <laughs> I'm not very good at that kind of thing, to be honest with you, Kim. I like the whole date night. I think it surfaced maybe 12 months ago with the full intention of, oh, we're going to do this every single week. We're going to have date night. We're going to sit down. We can watch a movie. We can eat some food together and have this wonderful time. I think it happened once. <laughs> I might not be a great example for this episode, Kim. <laughs> Terry, that's one thing that I feel like is really important to make sure my husband knows that he has some set-aside time that only has a week-ish between them. So that if we need to have any kind of serious conversation, if we need to plan an adventure, if we need to do anything, we have a set time each week that gives us the space that doesn't belong to anyone else. It doesn't belong to, you know, friends. It doesn't belong to family. It belongs to him and I. And I'm kind of giggling because obviously this is a um, business finance and entrepreneur money and all of that podcast. Sometimes. But really this... <laughs> This all does tie in together with the place that, or the position of that date. What's that? It's important to us and we make it something that's important. Now I will tell you sometimes it's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the, at the park, you know, or it may be a long walk in the, you know, the woods, or it may be, it doesn't have to be a big production. We don't yeah. have to go out to do enormous things but there is that guarded time that is his it belongs to him right i like it quite frankly carrie i think that was a game changer when i started having i'm going to call them hot dates when i started having hot dates with my finances yes well that's what we're really here to talk about kim because this part i do feel confident in talking about don't ask me about the dates with my husband because (laughs) anyway hopefully he's not tuning into this podcast because i'll be in a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. it'd be a hi boss Stop, stop now, because you will get jealous of the finances. So just tune out, come back <laughs> next week. But Kim, with the, the date for the digits, that that is just, that's my zone. That is my zone. And that's where I love to play. Like, I'm ridiculous. I bounce out of bed for a spreadsheet or a good bank reconciliation. Like, I'm, I, I don't know what kind of human I am. I don't know what I was in a former life. I don't know what I'm destined to be in a future life, but it, it's just what happens, and I don't even think about it. I don't. Eat, there's nothing. There's nothing present at all. And as soon as I get to put something on my calendar that's set to task to play with the digits, that's it. I'm there. I'm there with bells on. So, 
Let me talk to the other 99.9% of the people in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there are, there truly are some, some reasons for jumping out of bed and being excited about a date with your digits. Uh-huh. And I feel like we set ourselves up to fail the same way we set ourselves up to fail in a relationship. We set ourselves up to fail in this part of it, Carrie, because we don't like it or we don't understand it or we're overwhelmed by it. So we put it off and we put it off and we put it off until one day, you know, if it was a relationship, we'd be getting a divorce. We would just be done. I am writing that down, Kim. Divorcing my digits. There we go. That is a future episode or a hashtag or bumper sticker, maybe. Oh, wow. I like that. But let me say this, Carrie, because we don't need to do that. It's, it's, you know, I feel like I spent a lot of years, and this is a confession, but I feel like I spent a lot of years wanting someone else to handle the the finances for me because i didn't understand them or because i was overwhelmed and the truth is i still can get confused i still can get overwhelmed i still can have those moments but i think setting up dates and we really are talking about dates but just in a different way Uh places on our calendar that we really do honor that time Right. We schedule the time and we keep that appointment with us. Yep. For those digits. But I think, Carrie, when we do that and we are faithful and consistent with that, it stops that track to the train wreck. You know, it stops the track to the divorce things. It stops the track with trying to put that off on someone else. Uh-huh. I think when I was putting it off on someone else, I never, one, I wanted somebody else to control it, but then I don't want somebody to control me. Yeah. And you can't have both. You've got to make decisions for your own business. And without your finances, you don't know what decisions to make. I can make all kinds of decisions not knowing all the facts, but that just gets me into trouble. It doesn't really get me what I want. So I think you are brilliant that you jump out of bed and you love your finances. But will you take a second and talk to me, talk to me, Carrie, and all the other millions of people who they don't they don't get excited about it? Will you help us with that? I, I will, Kim, because I get it. I have gotten behind. I can't count how many times. I I don't have enough hands, toes, fingers, all the things. There just aren't enough. And I understand that deep breath moment, that gulp kind of feeling that. And, And in the moment when we hit the little bump and we push something off of our calendar or we budget off our schedule, it's for a reason. Something else has come up that bears more significance, more importance, or it's more fun, or it is something that we do enjoy, or it's something that we're really needed for. So I understand how easy it is to, and we've we've spoken about this in other places, playing Tetris with our calendar and moving things to one side. But then there's that after 
feeling. It's kind of like eating a bad piece of food. And when I say bad piece of food, maybe something that you're trying for the first time and you don't know what it's going to taste like. And you take the first couple of bites and you know, it leaves that little kind of aftertaste. It's the same kind of thing. When we push something off our calendar, there's always, particularly when it's something as important as your finances, there is at least a tiny little speck of, oh crap, type of moment because it catches up with us. Sadly, a lot of us are governed by tax time and that's when it bites us in the ass. That's when it really comes around because if we've pushed and pushed and pushed and bumped and shoved and avoided and swept under the rug and done all the things, next minute, tax time, and you're like, well, now I have to do it. And now it's humongous. It's ginormous. It's this dirty, great, big thing that none of us want to tackle because it's overwhelming. I would be too. Like, even though I love the digits, if I was trying to tackle nine, six months worth of finances, I'd be overwhelmed as well. So I 100% hear what everyone's screaming about. They are literally, we hear this all the time, Kim. Oh, it sounds good in theory. Just put it on your calendar and just do a little bit at a time. We have to drive that ourselves to avoid that nasty aftertaste and avoid that that catch up and that overwhelm and the only way I can really tell people to try and turn it into something that they want to do pain and reward <laughs> if you set you know I love this Kim I, I, I do this for myself guys not in the finances but just about everything else because I love the numbers and not much else and you have to play pain and reward if you've done your finances, you've popped it on your calendar and you've sat down for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and you've done the work, give yourself a treat. We all deserve a treat for doing something we don't enjoy. So therefore, pain and reward really works. If you do this, you get that, whatever that is, whether it's your favorite thing to eat or whether it's something that you get to go and do outside or watch your favorite TV program, whatever it is for you as an individual, think about that one thing that you really want after doing that and, and give it to yourself. You deserve it. Play the game, turn it into that personal challenge of pain and reward. Okay, I'm gonna go at another level on this one because I agree. I agree with having something on the other side of that that time as the reward. I also think that if you do it randomly through your week, you're gonna get random results versus this is the day, this is the time, this is what, like this is when the date is period. And you don't waver from that, you will get into a groove or a, you know, you'll get into a flow I'm going to call it a flow you'll get into a flow of getting it done and it will stop being so heavy over time you can do an hour a week if you're behind on things you can do two hours a week and give yourself a break instead of coming to tax time and I'm talking to me Carrie just as much as I'm talking to everybody else yeah when we get behind it is ridiculous how hard it is it is so hard, but if we have that 
spread out through an entire year, that's where the magic starts really happening with having not only the understanding of what decisions to make, but not ever getting to that thing where we have to take off work to do the tax stuff. We have to literally shut down our business or shut down our calendar, shut down what we really want to be doing. Because now all of a sudden there's a deadline we have to meet. Kim, I agree with you 100%. And I think, you know, I love everything small and it's the bite-sized pieces. But the regularity of this is exactly how it works. Setting ourselves up for success by saying, this is my commitment. This is the amount of time I'm going to spend. And we may need to test and measure that at first to see, maybe set a little bit extra time at the beginning. And then if it takes less time, sweet, bonus, again, pain, reward. But at the same time, continue that rhythm. It's the same thing. Do we eat dinner every night? Most of us do. Do we have lunch most days or breakfast? What's what's our normal routine in life that we can use in the same kind of mindset of adopting this to the routine of your finances? And similar as well, Kim, and you know I love to speak to this point, is think about when. I do not like Sunday evenings. I've never liked Sunday evenings. There's this, I don't know, this feeling from being a child of having to go to school because I did not like going to school so much. It was ridiculous. And Sunday night in our house, mum and dad would watch 60 Minutes and on 60 Minutes, which is an Australian like news kind of a current affairs program, they had this stopwatch and it was like... We had that here too, Carrie. Did you? Yes. Oh, there you go. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And every Sunday night was that, and it, I think it was on about 7.30 or 8 o'clock or something. That stopwatch represented to me that the weekend was over and, <laughs> and it was time to go back to school. So I don't know what it is about Sunday evenings. Do not ask me to work on my finances or anyone else's finances on a Sunday evening. I'm done. I am done. That is the end of the weekend. I want to cruise into bed to get a good sleep and wake up fresh on a Monday morning. I don't know why, but that's just how I'm engineered. So I don't put that stuff on my calendar or much else on a Sunday evening. Likewise, a Friday night. If you're heading into the weekend and it's been a big week, who wants to work on their finances on a Friday night? Don't do that to yourself, people. Do not. So we need to really think about when we're doing this schedule. What's going to work for us? We need to pick the right day, the right time. Everyone's going to look different. That's okay. Work out what's going to work for you. And then repeat and repeat and repeat and make that your new routine and your new schedule. Well, Carrie, anyone who's hung out with me for five minutes knows that I am a morning girl. I am not an evening girl. I turn into a pumpkin at nine and that's just the way it is like i am wired and have lived a lot of years getting up really early people think i'm crazy to get up so early but but it truly is my time to that i'm at my best i made the decision a long time ago that if i was going to do my finances and it was going to be a set time did i want my finances to represent my leftover bandwidth for the week or did I want it to be something I 
actually wanted to be really smart about or, you know, make good decisions about or invest well or like all of those kind of things. And so I had to move from Friday afternoon because I started with Friday afternoons. Friday afternoon's not the best time for me. No. Friday morning, bright and early, that's a great time for me. Nothing has distracted me yet. Nothing has gotten in the way or impeded my progress of getting it done. A lot of people don't call it, you know, four or five in the morning. That's not a usual time for Carrie and I do, but... <laughs> If you think about when your time is, and if I can invest one hour a week into my business finances, that is a complete game changer. Like it doesn't have to be five or six hours. It doesn't have to be every single day, an hour. It doesn't have to be all of those kind of things. But knowing that I'm on my A game in the morning versus in the afternoon, changed what I could get done in that hour. And I think that's an important part too, is, you know, we can get a lot more done when we have bandwidth, when we have the ability to think about all the things we need to think about and get into the habits of showing up during that time with your A game. Yeah. Showing up for your business. Yep. And Kim, I'm kind of reminded of our last episode where we spoke about the emergency funds and having a bit of a backup in having that secret stash of funds to draw on. It's the same for your routine of your finances. Once you've got all the wheels in motion and you've got your routine and you are repeating it, if something happens that's unforeseen and you do have to miss one of those appointments, one of those hot dates with your digits, it's okay because the wheels are moving and everything's in motion and you're in what I like to call maintenance mode, not in panic mode, catch-up mode, all the stress and pressure mode. You are in maintenance mode. Therefore, here comes the curveball thrown in. You couldn't spend the time on your hot date so therefore it's okay you can catch up next week because it's only this big and for anyone looking that's like nothing <laughs> oh, you're not looking i'm looking <laughs> but it is it's that big compared to the mountain that it can turn into if we're not paying attention and we're not committing ourselves because i'm gonna call it how i see it kim there's a lot of bs rolling out there about oh i don't have time oh i couldn't get to it oh yeah i tried oh maybe next week well stop kidding yourself because you are literally just putting it off so you need to make that commitment you have to dedicate to it if you don't want that headache that's coming your way come tax time i think that's a boom and carry okay that's a wrap we're out of here people's <laughs> <laughs> Well, and let's leave everybody with this challenge, Carrie, for real. What day of the week and what time are you going to put on your calendar? Don't walk away from this podcast going, oh, that's a good idea. Seriously, let us know what that time and date you put on your calendar is and how it's working for you. Yep. Because I I think that that's a big piece of this. You can, you can think about it, but do it. Yeah. So for anyone driving the car and tuning in right now, pull over, pull over, get out your calendar, <laughs> put in the day and the time right now. 
don't do it while driving that's not safe you have to pull over load your calendar get it locked in peoples and if you're in the house and whatever just go and have a look and see when you can do that but yes for anyone in the car pull over i love it carrie well kim i think that's a wrap i think so too and i am i am really grateful carrie that you are such a shining example of being an incredible financial designer for you, for your clients, for us, for like for everybody around you that we can take control of this. And you are such living proof that it is a sexier way to live. So thank you. No, thank you, Kim. That's so sweet. Well, you and I are out of here until next week. Can't wait, Carrie. Bye, Kim. Bye. Hey. Thanks for joining us in the virtual cafe. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you. No beans were harmed during the production of this podcast. Information contained in this podcast should be taken as general advice only and your personal circumstances have not been taken into account. It is recommended that you seek financial advice from a professional who is licensed to do so. If you choose to act upon the general advice shared, you do so at your own risk.